and King with Christian Arcan. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. And Tom King. My age, the mind starts playing tricks. And New Hampshire's home for sports. ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. The third time in history and the first time in the American League, a pitcher has won the Cy Young Award without receiving the most first-place votes. The Red Sox' Rick Porcello, on the strength of 18 second-place votes, outpointed Justin Verlander 137 to 132. Well, good afternoon, Christian and King. Welcome in here, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com, streaming live on TuneIn, and uh, we will be up on Periscope at some point. We're not yet. But uh, we will be. We'll try to be anyway. If not, you're just going to have to listen I like everybody exactly else. I exactly wear my Sunday best. I know. Yeah. Are you wearing long johns? No. Those are long johns. No, it's not. It's just a gray shirt. It's a gray long with buttons. and that's, It's got buttons on it. I don't know. I just pulled it out of the closet and threw it on. It's out not, of the it's, drawer it's that thermal. you keep your long johns No, in? no. I have, a long, I have long johns. I have long johns that I wear. I know. You're wearing them now. No, I'm not. I have long johns <laughs> that I wear for November football. I'm kind of wearing or long night football too. or night football. Yeah. And hockey. No, oh, yes, right. It all of starts in another month. So Well, at any rate, we're both uh fashion plates today. Yes. Much like I uh, think so. Much like Kate Upton. I didn't put that other green shirt on I wanted to put on. I used to make fun of it all the time. Which one there? The one that you think is a little too tight on me? Oh yes. 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 Fashion critic now, you know? I mean for That's not that's not a fashion issue. That's more of an anatomy issue. No, it's not an anatomy issue. To, to me shirt, it is. Well, none of the other <laughs> shirts are like that, right? So it's a fashion issue. Uh yeah. If the anyway. fashion you're going for is uh the turkey's done, then I guess you're achieving that look. Uh, and week, I guess I have a pride just, you know, I think a that week from went today out. at this time, the turkey will be done. That's true. <laughs> uh, what overshadowed Rick Porcello for a week, winning all. the Cy Young Award last night was Kate Upton's tremendous reaction to it on Twitter. Oh, my God. You know how serious Kate Upton was? She tweeted all of those. I things. saw the F one. And F then there was one. a few after that. I one didn't see she, it. That was the only one I one saw. One where she addressed Porcello directly. Sorry, Rick, you shouldn't have won. Like, I mean, she, she was serious. And then she has a lot of Twitter followers, obviously. But, you know, do you know what Instagram is? Well, yeah, sort of. You put pictures up there, but they disappear after a certain amount of time? That's Snapchat. Instagram is oh. just uh, a photo-sharing site. It's like Facebook, but just for pictures. Oh, okay. okay? And they, they all stay up there? And they stay there as long as you want them to. You can delete them if you want, but oh, it's okay. like you're, you know, yeah, it's like an online photo gallery. Yeah, I don't have any. I know you don't, Tom. No, I'm just saying. About that. Kate Upton does. Right, right, And a right. lot of people... Subscribe to her. Oh, of course they do. They want to, yeah. They want to see her pictures up there because oftentimes she posts photographs of herself in yes, in the buff bathing suits, right, and such. Yes. Uh, and so what she did was she, this is more techno babble for you here, but she took a screenshot of all of her tweets, meaning and put it up on Instagram, and then put that on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only did she tweet all those things to her followers, she then took a picture of the tweets and put the picture of the tweets on Instagram. Well, she's ticked off. That, that is how serious Kate she's Upton ticked was off that he didn't win the Cy Young. She is livid. I know. But now, she I know was the only like, one who's allowed can, to f Justin. You can Verlander, make the the numbers do anything you want in the second place votes and everything else like that. I'd like to know who the other, who are the other two pitchers that won without getting the most first place votes. I don't know about that. I'd like to know who they were. You know, I'm just curious whether it was done in the modern you era. Probably or it was done that up. I didn't actually. I didn't hear when it got announced. Yeah. Oh, really? So I didn't know that they had said that. I was reading about it's the first Red Sox pitcher since Pedro in 2000. Right. Uh, the seventh Red Sox pitcher overall, but I didn't know that uh, until just now. Actually, when I heard. That yeah, he only got he only got uh, what 
uh, what was it, like four, he had like five or six less first place votes than Verlander did. So, um, and then, but he had a ton of second place votes. He had 18 second place votes. Yeah. He had six fewer. He had eight first place. Verlander had 14. 14? Okay. And he had 18 second place and two, uh, yeah, the two, two writers, Tampa guys. The two Tampa guys. Yeah. I don't care about that. Both left Verlander that, completely Yeah, but that off. didn't that didn't affect the uh, the point totals evidently. Oh you know, yes, they, it did. If they put him on there, would that have made, would that have uh, vaulted Verlander into the first spot? I don't know if uh, that's the thing. I, I don't to know leave if, him off entirely. Oh yeah, but I don't know if that would have uh, catapulted him to uh, maybe it wouldn't have to the to the to the, the two win. Baltimore guys. Both had Britain number one, yeah. and so did a couple other people. That was the one thing we didn't even get into that debate yesterday when we looked yeah. at it because he wasn't a finalist. Because they released the finalists, like, you know, for the Heisman, all that crap. So, today's the MVP debate. Yes. But before we get too far into it. Yes. I think Kate Upton's right. I think Justin Verlander should have won the Cy Young Award. <clears throat> One of the guys who left him off said that he didn't, he turned in his ballot two weeks before the season ended. Yeah, or I think it was a week. Two weeks. Oh, it was two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, why did you do that? Didn't say why, just said that he did. They shouldn't accept him. No, they really the shouldn't. They should not accept it until after what the season. What does MLB ended. do? Why would they take a well, guy's MLB ballot? doesn't do it. It's the, right, it's the writers. Yeah, I know, but don't they have to submit them to, to Major League Baseball? They they probably submit them to the to the head of the writers, head of the BBWA first, and then he submits them to Major League Baseball. I that's that's I don't think that's they appalling just, that a guy would do that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't accept it. It it cut out two of Verlander's starts in which he pitched fourteen and two thirds innings and only gave up one run. Yeah, you know. And that is what ended up giving him the ERA advantage over Porcello. And honestly, I mean, Verlander's got him in a lot of categories. Doesn't have him in wins, but has got him in strikeouts, whip, ERA, lots of other things. Now, Porcello has him in wins, but he also has him in run support, which begs the question, if Justin Verlander had Rick Porcello's run support, how many wins would he have had? I think the answer is probably somewhere over right. 20, maybe 25. Uh, yeah, probably in, in the range of 20 to 25. Which, again, begs the question, why are wins so bleeping important to old people like you? Well, because old people like me win so infrequently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. We'd rather lose. <laughs> Can't argue with that. <laughs> know i mean i didn't even know verlander had that great a year because he had really kind of fallen off the map especially since he started since he hooked up with upton there you know i mean he, he the last two or three years he hadn't done done a whole lot yeah but he really but this year back. he bounced back you yeah. know and and let's stop let's stop for a second okay how about if that detroit pitching staff was able to stay intact scherzer verlander mm. porcello i know Oh, my God. I mean, two, they were intact, and two, they didn't win Jack. Two Cy Young Award winners, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, I mean. <laughs> three, really. <laughs> at the time, well, three, yeah, because he had won it before. Verlander should have won, yeah. He had won it before, hasn't he? I think he has. Uh, Verlander has. So, yeah, so you'd have three Cy Young guys there. Three now, years ago? I think he won it that year. I think he yeah, won it in 2013. He was the last Tiger to do it. Well, Scherzer's won it with both. He's, yeah, he won it before, too. Scherzer, maybe Scherzer was 2013. Scherzer won it. was 2011. I believe Scherzer won it before he became a, right before he became a free agent. Okay. So. By the way, the other two guys yes. uh, was Tim Lincecum. Okay. He had fewer, one fewer first place votes than Adam Wainwright, but one. Yeah, it's close. Uh, and also in 1998. All right, Ooh, Tom. Let's, what, te- let's which, test the which, old. Which league? 
In the National League. In the National League. It was between a starter and a reliever. Oh, 98. 1998. The starter ended up winning over the reliever. If I give you the teams, you'll probably get it. Um, The reliever, was the reliever Dennis Eckersley? It was not. Not in 1998. Oh, darn. Uh, I thought I had it. Uh, I'll give you the teams. Yeah, okay. The starter on the Atlanta Braves uh, won right. by a score of 99-88 over a reliever Greg, from the San Diego Padres. Uh, Greg Maddox and, um, oh, uh, so it would have been the other guy, Glavin, right? Yes, it yeah, was Glavin. Glavin, all right. So then the reliever was, oh, who's the big Padre that's, uh, oh, the big Padre reliever that's a big, uh, Trevor Hoffman? Yes. Yes, okay. There you go, Tom. There Very you go. good. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. Rick Porcello and Corey Kluber were named on every ballot. Justin Verlander was not. I think that is outrageous. That's just ridiculous. He had the most first place votes, but was also left entirely off of two ballots. Yeah, no. That's ridiculous. Come on. Those ballots, well, probably those writers will probably not be able to be taken out of the, the mix. The one was writers. A, one was, neither one of them is from the newspaper. Tampa. No, uh, Fred Goodall is a Tampa, uh, Tampa-based yes. uh, associated press writer. Yes, and the other one is and the Chastain MLB.com. Chastain covers the Rays for MLB.com. Right. Now, Chastain was the one who said that he turned his thing in two weeks early. Goodall, we didn't get an explanation from. Chastain is... But uh, you can tell that Goodall is very taken with the American League East because his ballot was Porcello, Kluber, Jay Happ, who I don't think was on anyone else's ballot. Yeah, I think, he, well, I think Happ got some votes. Zach Britton and Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez got uh, other votes, but I don't think Happ did. Really? I think that was it I thought for he Happ. Was in the ball- I thought he was in the voting there somewhere. Oh, no, all right, yeah, okay, yeah, he, he did got get some, some points. Yeah, he got some points, yeah. Okay, a couple other guys, Adam, you're right. Yep. But he was, I mean, he was down at the bottom. He had uh, three third-place votes, two-fourths, and one-fifth. Aaron Sanchez had one-third and three-fifths. Masahiro Tanaka had a fourth and four-fifths. Andrew Miller had one third. Uh, third place vote. Fulmer had a fifth. Quintana had a fifth. Right. And just to, you know, like, the same stupid debate comes up every year for the Cy Young, for the MVP, for the Hall of Fame, for all of these things. It always just seems like there's one or two people, guys, girl, whatever, who just aren't paying attention at all and don't really take the vote particularly seriously. But you know Every what single I, time. You know what I, you know what I uh, compare this Cy Young voting to? Presidential. She won the popular vote. So a did lot, Verlander. A lot of people have made that joke. So did Verlander. A lot of people made that joke. You know? I'm not, I'm not joking. I know. It's the same. But, I know, I'm just saying a lot of people have made but, that. that but noticed that. you won't see this system changed either. And you know why? Because the forefathers put forth on this nation four score and seven years ago. I was there when they did it. <laughs> no, why? I don't know why. <laughs> because... Where you finish in the Cy Young voting in terms of how many second place and how many votes you get and everything else applies to your contract to a lot of contracts. In other words, if you get so many votes for second place you get or whatever. A bonus or something? Yeah. Okay. And it's an incentive based contract? Yes, and a lot of incentive based contracts. Those votes are in there. Now, and that's why they probably will not change that system. Probably not, but I think that's, I don't think they should do that. I think there I, should I just be for anybody who gets, you know, like it shouldn't be in the contract. It should just be uniformed. If you're if you get this many votes, if you're in the Cy Young race, not if you get a vote, but if you get, you know, 10 or more. Right. Then you automatically get right. something like that. It right. shouldn't be part of the contract. That should just be an MLB thing for everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, that should just be like a league wide. Everybody should get that. But regardless, uh, I don't think Porcello does. 
I looked at Porcello's contract. He, he, he had may, a signing bonus, and he had a pretty big he, yearly he, salary. He, he so may I not. Think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but that's why that stuff is in there. Yeah. There's a lot of pitchers that have that in Oh, you kidding? There's now, a ton. David, David Price probably's got something like that Oh, I bet they have a ton. Because David Price has been a Cy Young Award winner and finalist many but see, times. But Rick uh, Porcello never has. No, probably, but you know what? If I were Porcello's agent, I would have put that in there because that's a nice little bonus that the Red Sox probably said, eh, he's probably not going to win a Cy Young. He's good, but he's not going to win a Cy right. Young. You know? Yeah. So they'd go along with it. Extra dough, don't you know? Sure. You know? So, couldn't, couldn't hurt, right? No, exactly. Unless there's like a surcharge <laughs> for, That's true. for putting the incentives in there. Right. You in know? which case, yeah, you know, maybe you can pass because yeah, only one exactly. guy gets the Cy Young. It's hard to right. do. But, uh, yeah, he did it, and good for him. I think that's a uh, pretty nice accomplishment for a guy who, in his first year, seemed like a total bust. Right. And was able to come back. And people don't remember this, but in the first half of the season, Porcello was good. He wasn't great. He was 11-2. and two. He had a lot of wins. His record was really good. But his ERA was 366. He was giving up a ton of hits. He wasn't the guy he was in the second half. Uh, the biggest number, I think, pre-All-Star break, the batting average against was 255. After the All-Star break, 203. That was Verlander? No, this is Rick Porcello. All right, what was Verlander's? I, I don't know. Verlander's was low, too. I'm sure it was. I'm just saying that Porcello yeah. got better as Look, the season went on. I, I, don't, I think Porcello's a, I mean, I think Porcello's a fine... Uh, you know, winner for the Cy Young. I, I, I don't I don't have a, as much of a problem with it. I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and who's the better pitcher and everything else. But I think you got a guy who's twenty two and four and had an ERA that was fairly low. Yep. And uh, you know, just basically, do, you know, dominated in at, I would say four fifths of his starts. Yeah. You know, you know, dominated or at least kept his team close. I don't have a problem with him winning it. Justin Verlander, pre All Star break was yes. eight and six with a four oh seven ERA. Right. Post All Star break, he was eight and three with a one nine six ERA, and opponents were hitting one eighty off. Him. Yeah, that's a, that's a good second half of the year for him. Yeah, yeah I remember very seeing good. him pitch in the first half, and he didn't impress me at all. And I said, "Ah, it's Justin Verlander. He's not the same pitcher he was." Well, he proved that wrong. So. Yeah. Porcello was uh, a little bit better. He was eleven and two with a three six six. I mean, that's a better first half. And his second half, he was eleven and two with a, I think it was a two six six. Had so that's to be not... because because his ERA was like what what three one one something like that. Uh, three one five. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Verlander's was a three oh four. Oh yeah. All right. And the run support is also. I mean, it was two runs right. less. I mean, it's a good debate. You can make that argument. I mean, they're both good. I don't know. I guess I stand with Upton. You do. I do. I bet you do. I certainly do. Yep. I think she's right. I think Verlander deserved to win. Well, the majority of the writers thought so, too. That's the other thing. <laughs> it's, you know, but the Electoral College didn't quite see it that way. Not quite. No. But the fact that two people left him off the ballot is, I mean, that's enough. He, he's got a gripe there. Oh, you know, sure he they does. Got, they got a legit gripe. You, yeah, not, but, you're not uh, going to put him on the freaking ballot? Yeah, right? oh, sure. No, that was a bad move. Come on. Yeah, no. The guy who leads the, leads the league in ERA and WHIP and, and what's several other categories. What's the coincidence? They're both from Tampa. I know. You know what? What's what's the what's the connection there? Well, I did a little research. Got I put on my detective hat. Verlander made one start against the Rays, yeah. and in that start, he pitched seven innings, gave up like one run on four hits, and he hit Brandon Geyer with a pitch. Uh-oh. And I think that is revenge for Brandon Geyer. It might be. That could be. That was the only thing I could find. I know. I bet. You know? <laughs> and you know what? In the game recap of it, it's not even mentioned. So it's not like it sparked a brawl or anything. You know. You Brandon know? Geyer played the rest of the season. He wasn't, like, injured or if anything. If he pitched that well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good Lord. 
Maybe the other guy uh, stopped watching after the first half of the season, and the other guy stopped watching two weeks before the season. Right, ended, right. You know? But one way or another, neither one of those guys should ever vote for this again. I would think not. But isn't that kind of a dumb way to do it? I mean, all right, so we just every year we have to wait until someone makes some silly pick, and then we kick them off and bring in somebody. Yeah, You know, it's like it's got to be a better way, doesn't there? You know, I, I have a... I have How about a, make it like a player's vote? I have a heart... No, that's a Can't vote for a guy a, on your team. That's a popularity Can't contest. vote for your own team. still a popularity contest. I have a hard time... Is it? Yeah, it is. How it would is. you know? We never, they never done it before. They used to vote for me, though. No. Uh, I think that, that you have a hard time saying that somebody's vote, you know, because you didn't vote the way everybody thought you should have, that you, you know, that you, that you can't do it. You can't win it. I mean, they had some legitimate guys on their ballots, I'm sure. So I have a hard time with that. What about... You know, I think that the reason they left them off was they saw 16 wins, and they said 16 wins against guys that are, you know, 22-game winner. It's not... We against don't think one guy who was a 22-game right. winner. So I would have had Britain. I probably would have had Britain over Verlander just looking at the numbers, you know, the, at the wins, you know, but... I mean, what about ERA? What about what about yeah, I know, strikeouts? Yeah, I what about know. all these other things? I mean, there's I a lot of other a lot of other things. I know. Wins. I know. And Verlander was better in just about I all. I know it. You know, maybe even more so than Kluber. You know, I don't know. But uh, I, I, Britain, I thought, geez, I mean, we had the Britain debate for much of the season. True. And I was surprised he wasn't in the top three. You know. So, eh. Ugh. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. Now yeah. we're gonna have the debate tomorrow with the rookie with the MVP. I think it's probably gonna go to Betts. Although it should go to Mike Trout. And there you go. Yeah. And there's a debate. It's gonna be that again. Right. Here's I wonder what, if Mike Trout's girlfriend's gonna go. I thought I was the only one who was well, allowed here, to Well, here here's the other part. Who was allowed to hook Mike Trout if here's you know. Here's the what other I mean. part. How many second place votes will Trout get if everybody likes him so much? Good question. You know, that could knock Betts right out. Well, no one's gonna leave Betts off the ballot, you would think. Yeah, but I would see, leave bets off the. But ballot. see, mathematically, I don't think that that figured into Verlander not getting enough points to win the award, the, the being left off the ballot. I think it had to have. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, think about it this way: if they left them off the ballot, right? They left them off the ballot. They didn't vote for him. Right. Say so they put him on their ballot. Where would he have been voted? He wouldn't have been voted that high. You know. I guess. You see what I mean? But that doesn't make it any less wrong. I mean, you know what I'm sure. Like, yeah, still, no, I know. Like, for, all right, but you do have a point because Justin Verlander had 14 first place votes, only two second place votes, right. five third place votes, four fourth place votes, three fifth place votes, and a partridge in a, a pear, pear tree, tree for 132 total. So there were other writers who didn't think that he was a top three. There see, were seven writers who didn't think see, he was top three. Right. And see, he probably would have gotten a fourth or a fifth from those two guys if they had yeah. put him on the ballot. Only two writers had him as the second place guy. Yeah. So we, people thought he was either the best or not top three. They really. weren't paying attention. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know he had had that kind of. Fame. We didn't listen. I know it. You know. We got to take a break. Six. Uh, almost gave the wrong number. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number. Eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Your text line is eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Quick break. It's Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King on twelve fifty Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. Money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now. 
by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. The Patriots are looking to bounce back from the loss to Seattle when they head west to San Francisco on Sunday to play the 49ers. Kickoff for the game is at 425. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me and the Coors Light Girls for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football at the Pint Public House on Elm Street in downtown Manchester. The Pint is a great spot to watch sports with tasty food, tons of TVs, and of course, ice-cold Coors Light for only two bucks. Watch the Pats at the Pint, 1111 Elm Street, downtown Manchester. Hey Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh really? That's cool. Where is she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing first-time buyers programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License number MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License number 132-3739. Kurt Stranson. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit DivineFlooring.com. 
QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over. Well, actually, Control, I'm kind of bored. I, I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. All right, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Visit our website, ESPNNHradio.com, for all the latest news, context, apparel, podcasts, and more. It's unbelievable. I got my family standing here. I don't think they know yet. <laughs> Rick Porcello's family, as was stated many times, if you haven't seen the video, everyone in his family owns and was wearing an L.L. Bean vest. Every single one of them. Flannels and L.L. Bean vests, and they all descended upon him. Like, uh, like zombies. Hugging him. It was really nice, actually. It was just funny how they were all wearing the same outfit. Uh, and tonight, of course, we're going to find out who the MVP is. But before we find out who the MVP is... I would like to take a moment and recognize some of the players who are not going to win this award, not this year, probably not ever. I'm talking, of course, about the least valuable players in baseball this season. Several of them are New York Yankees, as a matter of fact, some current, some former. We'll start with the least valuable player in all of baseball, and that would be the aptly named... <laughs> Chicago White Sox utility man, J.B. Shuck. J.B. Shuck this season batted 205 with four home runs, 14 RBIs, an on-base percentage of 248 and an OPS of 547. Not far behind J.B. Shuck in the least valuable player award is Chris Coughlin of the Oakland Athletics, who played in 158 games this year, accumulating a batting average of 146. Five home runs, 14 RBIs. They all have 14 RBIs for some reason. Uh, an on-base percentage of 215. <laughs> who, for who? The least valuable players in baseball. Are they all, they're not all Yankees, No, right? they're not. I just like the Yankees have a couple of them. Yes, they top. They got a lot of them. Tommy, you shut up and let me do it. I'd I'll vote, get to the Yankees. I'd vote for half the team as least valuable. I'm getting to them, all right? All right, all right. Chris Coughlin with the 215 yeah, on what base. Team? What team? Uh, Oakland Athletics. Okay, all right. Coming in third. Yeah. With a wins above replacement of negative 1.4. That'd be Prince Fielder of the Texas Rangers. Well, he retired. He retired, but he didn't retire before uh, 326 at-bats, only 69 hits. That's a 212 batting average with eight home runs, 44 runs batted in. Tied for fourth is Mike Avilas and Danny Santana. And then at sixth, an A-bomb from A-Rod. There we go. At a minus 1.2 war, Alex Rodriguez and 225 at-bats. 
had nine home runs, 31 runs batted in, a batting average of 200 on the nose, and an OPS of 598. Take a bow, A-Rod. At least he made, at least he made 200. Indeed. You know? A couple other uh, names of note here on this list. Mark Teixeira yeah. had a negative war, negative .6. He uh, finished the year batting 204 with a 292. The man who ruined the Red Sox season. And a 362 and one giant grand slam at the end of the year that put the Red Sox into a tailspin that they never got out of. Which exactly. Is pretty amazing? amazing if you Isn't think that amazing? About it. Wasn't that incredible? Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Oh, God. One last F you from Mark I know, really. <laughs> it's the Red Sox. I one thought. Red Sox player did make the top 10. That's Ryan Hannigan. Uh, the the catcher in 105 at bats this year mm-hmm. put up a batting average of 171 mm-hmm. and on base of 230 a slugging percentage of 238 and an OPS of 468 one home run 14 RBIs which begs the question exactly how bad is Christian Vasquez that he couldn't get any reps over Ryan Hannigan I mean Ryan Hannigan was one of the worst players in baseball this there's year. something there I mean it's not how bad Vasquez is because Vasquez is pretty is pretty decent. So there's something with him that they didn't like that led to his demotion, led to him being you know, stuck down there in the hole. But yeah. I bet he's back next year in a, in a backup or semi-back because I think they'll, they'll go back and forth. I think, yeah, you know, probably. Share the job, you know? Also on the list, uh, Chris Colabello. Yeah. Tough oh. year for him. 29 oh at bats, yeah. a batting average of under 100. Um, yeah, let's see, who else? Justin Smoke in Toronto was terrible this year. Batting average of 217. Uh, Melvin Upton uh, batted a buck 96 this season in 148 mm. at bats. And Aaron Judge of the Yankees in 84 at bats. Yes, there we go. A 179 batting average, uh, 263 on base, OPS of 608, and a war of minus 0. .4. 84 at bats. And that's somebody that when he came up, hit a few home runs the first couple of days. And oh, everybody yeah. thought he was going to be he like Sanchez. a couple of moonshots, too. Yeah, exactly. He's a big guy. Instead, he was... Uh, Not great, Bob. Well, they figured Ooh. out right away, don't throw him a fastball. Just give him a curve. The off-speed stuff, he can't hit it. Pretty and then much. He won't get, then once he starts wailing at that, the fastball is going to seem like 200 miles an hour. He'll whiff at that, and that's mm-hmm. what he did. He struck out a, a, in those 80... It was 84 at-bats? Yes. How many strikeouts? Uh, he had a ton. Okay. I, bet, I bet you're in the 30s there. Uh, he struck out 42 times. There we go. See? Exactly 50% of the time he struck out. 50% of the time he struck out. Yeah. Four home runs, 10 RBIs, 15 hits. And when he first, the first couple days, he, the first couple days he came up, we were comparing him to Trout. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> He's like Trout, but even bigger. Oh, my God. You know why he struck out so much? Strike zone's too big. Yes. No, you, you, Tall exactly. Guys, I tell you. Too, too big of a strike you know, They, get, they get all the it. girls, but they also get all the called strikeouts. Yes, they do. That's what happens. Oh, he looked awful. He was awful. Mm. Yohan Mankata was a minus point, too, but he only had 19 at bats. A lot of these guys didn't play that much. Um, when you start to get to like guys like Bobby Wilson and uh, Yonder Alonso in Oakland and some of these other guys who were negatives on the year, it's, uh, yeah, but really the least valuable player in all of baseball this year was... Um, Oh, I just lost it now. J.B. Shuck. J.B. Shuck. J.B. Shuck. Chicago White Sox, 224 at-bats, a batting average of 205, on-base percentage of 248. I don't even know what position this guy plays. Hey, did they – I was thinking this the other day. Is he a center fielder? Did the White Sox name a new manager yet? 
Uh, After Ventura, you know, stepped out at the end of the year. I'm not sure about that. You know, I was curious about that because they had a, in their transactions today. They had all sorts of appointments for minor league guys and everything else. But I, didn't, I, I was curious as to whether they named their new manager. I guess they have. It's going to be Rick Renteria. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Huh, played right. for the. Or no, he played for the um, Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. He played here. Marlins. Isn't that the guy who managed the Cubs? <clears throat> He did year? manage the Cubs. Right, for one year. For right, one exactly. Year, right. Rick so he's going to manage the White Sox now. He is. How about that? He was a bench coach with the White Sox last season, I think. All right. Now he played, he played at Holman. Yeah, he was their bench coach. Played at Holman for a year, I think, with the Pirates, with the AA National Pirates. Yeah, his one season with the Cubs, they went 73-89. and 89. He got fired on Halloween of that year, and then one week later they got Joe Madden. The That's why he was he was basically He's a hired. Setter, yeah, yeah. He, well, he was hired because they. they he, I mean, he was he fired. was their Bobby Valentine. Right. Well, but actually he was. not. Actually not. Valentine got hired until until they could get John Farrell. They hired Renteria until well, they could get Joe Madden. Kind of the same. Well, not really. I don't think, I think the Cubs hired uh, Renteria with the idea that they were going to get Madden down the road. I think that they hired Renteria because they they liked him, and he and he you know and they fired they fired him because they knew they were going to get Madden that yeah. week. All right, so that's why they fired him. Okay, so but, it wasn't quite all right now. Now with put Va- into work, is, yeah, but is with early. Valentine, I don't think Valentine was hired because they thought they were going to get John Farrell. I think they hired Valentine. I think I think Uncle Larry hired Valentine because he thought Valentine was good, and they expected I, him to be there a couple of years. I think they wanted John Farrell. Well, they, they were did. Trying to, they were trying to get him to opt out. They did, and then but, he finally, then he finally, he didn't opt out. He just, you know, they did. Valentine was their second choice, but still, I don't think they thought Valentine was just going to do it for a year. If you know, I don't think they thought Valentine would stink as badly as he did. Uh, Lucino didn't. That's the guy who made the call. Okay. So, you Lucino, know, Lucino made a lot of calls. Yeah, I know. You know, but I don't think Lucino hired Valentine. Let's go Red you know, Sox. Just for one year. Because how many years did they give Valentine? They gave him a couple years. They two, gave him three. Did two. they give him two? I think it was two. You know, I don't know. Let's double check on that. But, but he wasn't, you know, I mean, they didn't know that John Farrell was going to be available the year after because they couldn't get him loose from Toronto in the first place. Right, but they had already started tampering with I mean, you knew that they, they, they had put it out there. Everybody knew. I mean, writers right. were writing about it. They want John Farrell. Well, I mean, writers, was... it, Farrell became even more of a candidate once they, everybody realized Valentine was bad. Okay, but if Valentine was good, they weren't going to make a change. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't going to happen. If he had won 85 games... Even if he had won like eighty, you know, between eighty and eighty-five, they would have kept him. They wouldn't have hired Farrell. Yeah, the, he, but Valentine was such a, uh, you know, a joke that he was, you know, just completely out to lunch. Let's see. But he was uh, fired the day after the finale of the season. Eternal sniping. Baseball Savannah won the NL pennant. It doesn't say what his contract was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. The point is, yep. Rick Renteria is going to be the manager of the um, of the White Sox. The I White was just Sox. curious. Okay, yeah. all right. How we got there? Well, we were talking about JB Shuck. That's right. Yeah, the least valuable player in all of baseball. Congratulations, sir. Take a bow, JB Shuck, uh, White Sox center fielder. Yeah, I feel like JB Shuck did something against the Red Sox this year. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I said that name or something. Could be. 
Let you me know? see. I'm looking at his game log right now. He got a couple of hits, yeah. I guess. But, yeah. Well, he had to. I mean, he won something, right? No, yeah. against the Red Sox, I mean. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, doesn't matter. Um, 603-883-9900 is your phone number, 883-9900. You can text into the show here at 845-827-1250. Those are the least valuable players in baseball. The most valuable player in the American League anyway will be decided tonight, and it's a three-way race between the guy who deserves it, Mike Trout, the guy who's probably going to win it, and Mookie Betts, and the other guy who's just there, and that's uh, Jose Altuve, who I think will probably get all the third-place votes. You know, Right, That right. strikes me as what's likely to happen now. As for uh, who else is going to be on the ballot, who else is going to get consideration, I haven't really thought about that. I think this has really just been a three-horse race. Not a lot of people even bringing up a fourth name. Right. You know? But if you were to, I think well, you'd have it, to throw it, in it, Miguel it, it, Cabrera it, it, for well, sure. No, no. The, the three, it's, it's three because they already know the votes. You see what I mean? For, for MVP? Yeah. Yeah. In other words, it's like the Heisman. Okay. They, the votes are tabulated. They already know the votes. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they're releasing their... They're, uh, so they already tell- know who won? They're, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they're telling you who the top three are. Then how come Zach Britton wasn't in the, you know, when everyone Because was Britton wasn't in the top three. Oh, yeah, okay, I guess that's right. So he wasn't, he wasn't released. So right, this so is something want, new. Then, then this, this is, is something saying. new that Major League Baseball is doing. I see doing. what you mean. Okay, then I wonder who the other people are going to be. I wonder who else will have gotten consideration. I think Josh Donaldson certainly will have. Uh, Robbie Cano had a good year. Uh, Manny Machado. Um, yeah. I was going to say uh, Miguel Cabrera, but I don't see. Well, I guess yeah. He but was, the three who are who are uh, the three year. who they uh, are have said are the three the three finalists mm-hmm. are Trout, Betts, and Altuve. Right. Who happen to be one, two, and three and wins above replacement. Uh, Trout at 10.6, Betts at 9.6, and Altuve at 7.7. Right. Again, I have no idea how this is calculated. I'm just telling you what right. the and stats I, are. And I'll tell you, it's probably going to be between Betts and Trout. And uh, if it is between Betts and Trout, Trout has a substantial advantage in on-base percentage. I'm telling you, a lot of baseball people like Trout. A lot 80. of the writers, a lot of the a lot of the writers and broadcasters, yeah. everybody you see it tweeted all the time. Trout should be, you know, trout this, trout that. He has a seventy eight point advantage in on base percentage. Mm-hmm. His on base percentage was four forty one. He walked hundred and sixteen times. Mookie Betts walked forty nine times this year. Mm-hmm. Um Trout also slugged five fifty to Betts is five thirty four. He had two fewer home runs and thirteen fewer RBIs, and uh, his batting average was three points lower, but he also was on base and and hit for you know more total bases than bets and uh let's see he had fewer hits one more run scored and this is in 83 or 73 fewer at bats than Mookie Betts had on the season and also keep in mind Mike Trout's only protection in the lineup was the aging decrepit Albert Pujols and other than that I mean that entire lineup was trash so you know Mookie Betts had the this guy David Ortiz, maybe you've heard of, and another guy who hit 30 home runs and 100 RBIs, and Hanley Ramirez hitting before and after. Ortiz him, so. will be on that list. He'll be on the list that you saw today for Cy Young when you went beyond the three the three guys. Ortiz will probably be on there. Donaldson's definitely got to get some yeah, votes. Yeah, he'll get some votes. Ortiz will get some votes in a whole bit. But the top three in mm. points, based on the voting, are Trout, in no, in no, de- in no order, obviously, because they haven't yeah. announced it, or Trout, Altuve, and, and Betts. I bet the Cleveland guys will put Lindor in there. You know, a lot of these fans, they'll, they'll throw in their, their local guy. 
They'll, they'll throw them a ball. So ridiculous. And that's another thing I don't like about this process. I Writers should be that. more objective than that. They should, but they're not, and it's annoying. You know, the two Baltimore guys had Britain number one. I mean, that's pretty clear right there. Uh, these two guys. I would have. I would have had Britain number one. You would have had him number yeah, one. I would have okay. had Britain number one. Yeah, Most people I, didn't. A, a, a couple other people right. did, but I both just, Baltimore guys right. did. You know. Um, and again, that's that's just one example, but that right. hap- that does happen all the time. I think we can all mm-hmm. agree on that. Oh, and sure. it's, and it's oh yeah, no, it does. And undermines not, the whole thing. You know? Yeah, it does, and it's not you know, it's not good. No, it is not. No. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred is your phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. Quick break. We'll be back with notes from the kingdom here on ESPN New Hampshire. Missed a portion of the show? Go to ESPNNHradio.com and download the podcast now. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. Welcome. Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gatz. That Tony Romo press conference was unusual yesterday, super vulnerable. He was talking about how soul-crushing it's been, the darkest, uh, among the darkest times in his life. Right. To, it was super honest where he's, he's being graceful and saying, okay, Dak Prescott's team now, but it's really hard to be graceful in that situation when you're also talking about the vulnerability of this has been soul-crushing. A bit overdramatic, right? Like a five-minute prepared statement, well, here's Tony what... Romo's coming back, and I'm allowing Dak Prescott to run the team still. I mean, what is your other option? I mean, Jerry Jones loves you. He loves you more than any player he's ever had. And even Jerry Jones has said, I can't take Dak Prescott out of the, uh, out of the, out of the lineup. So what is Romo? He said exactly what he was supposed to say, and for me, it was a little dramatic, a little over the top. Bradshaw. Today's lesson, facilities management. Boss, I just swept the floor last night. MRO Bradshaw. Maintenance. Repair and operations. Ferguson provides our facilities customers access to the best products available with a 1,900-page catalog, national call center, and electronic inventory solutions to keep them in the win column. Plus, with the largest national footprint in the game, we can help them cover multiple locations. Impressive. Does that mean I don't have to sweep? To learn more about how Ferguson's MRO team can help yours, visit ferguson.com. Get the broom, Bradshaw. I'm not getting Pick up the broom, Bradshaw. During the holidays, identity thieves are thankful you shop online, book travel online, and use free public Wi-Fi because those activities can expose your personal information which could lead to identity theft. Thankfully, there's LifeLock. We use proprietary technology to detect a wide range of identity threats. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based specialists will work to fix it. Get 15% off through December 31st. Join at LifeLock.com and use promo code MIKE15. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit Bedford Green NH. 
Com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaluti. My husband Sal and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me in Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua, and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. This is the Sports Station with Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Back here, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Tom Brady talked today? No, Tom Brady moved it a game. What is going on? I told you what's going on. I think he's banged up. So? So? We, so you talk? Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, but uh, he is going to talk just before they basically get on the plane tomorrow. And they're getting on the plane tomorrow morning very early. So their 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 locker room availability is like seven thirty in the morning. Mm. Now the other thing is Gronkowski, who talks usually on Thursday at the at, a, at the podium because he's one of the captains. Right. No go today. Well, he was on a respirator, obviously. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We got an email this morning around nine thirty from Stacey James saying they were unable to confirm him before <clears throat> meetings, and uh, there was a thing on their website. Uh, Sully was. Uh, tapped into it, and it showed the podium, but nobody's sitting there, so it's obviously he wasn't going to talk. You know, when you usually click on there for his press conference live. Okay. So, uh, no Gronkowski. My guess is he's not even... If he couldn't take the plane to New York on Tuesday, he ain't taking the plane to San Francisco across the country on Friday. Right. So, my guess is Gronkowski out, not taking the, not even making the trip. That's my guess. Brady, obviously, but... Um, what the deal is with Brady? I mean, I'm, I, you know, I sometimes when these guys don't keep a normal schedule after getting hurt or being banged up, it's no coincidence to me. Now I don't know what he did. I don't know. I didn't look at the injury report yesterday. I don't know if he's on there. Brady's on there or not. Um, but he uh, didn't. You know, I mean, he was he was at practice, so that's right. not. There's no alarm there. But. There's definitely with Gronkowski. I, I think that's pretty clear. He he's not you know he's persona non grata this week. But think Garoppolo might play? No, I doubt it. Not if Brady flies out there. Why wouldn't he talk to the media for two days? I don't know. I don't he, know has why he ever moved it. I mean, he's moved it before. It's never right? been moved. It's, it's been never moved it two days. It's been in moved a row. because he had a commitment or something like that. That's not related to whatever you know. What or something he has to do with the team. Now he did do the conference call with the San Francisco media. Hmm. He did that. So that's probably, you know, you know, he's probably you know all right for that. So if he's talking there, then I my guess is he's you know. He's going to play. Yeah. So, but why he wouldn't, you know, talk in front of everybody for two days, I, I have no idea. Mm. You know, that's that's curious to me. Yeah. But they, you know, we never get any explanations. No. So, But if he's banged up, if you're 
theory is that he's so banged up. Well, now nah, my theory is banged up, and they don't want to, you know a lot of questions about it. But he did talk to the four. I'm, I'm. He talked to the Niners media that's, yesterday. That, now hold on a second. I yeah. am, I am revising my statement on that because he did talk to the. You better Niners revise media. your statement on that. All right. But crying out loud. Get it together, old man. He talked to the Niners media yesterday, so that means if he's talking, that means he's probably going to play. But he's, you know, maybe he did have some treatment issues that he had to take Perhaps. care of. Perhaps. We'll uh, discuss this and, uh, and, and theorize on it a little bit in just a minute. But right now, it's time for Notes from the Kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, uh, it's All-State, All-Star time. And uh, because obviously no no action going on right now, and uh, Sauhegan yesterday the cross country teams were announced. Sauhegan High School's girls cross country team, which won the Division Two meet of champions and were runner up at the New Englands, they have three kids who are on the all state team: Madeline Hunt, Jane Layton, and Ariel Zlotnik. So uh, they were named to the Division Two All Star team. Uh, Leighton and, Z- uh, and, and Zlotnik on D2, also on the team from Milford, uh, Rebecca Dunham. Other girls, Campbell had a runner on there, Samantha Molinari. Caitlin Callanan in Division Three. those Campbell kids. Bishop Gurton had a freshman on the team. Caroline Fisher, and, Carol- and they also had Caroline Toll. And Alvern had senior Shaylin Saunders. Now, that's all with the girls to highlight the just the, the kids right around here. On the boys' side, Campbell, sophomore Jeffrey Allen on Division Three, And Nashua North, which had a very good cross-country season. Connor Muse and David Vorbach were on the team, as well as Alvern's Noah Belomo. And Belomo, I believe, signed a letter of intent the other day to go to, I think, UMass Lowell, but I'm not sure which. But he's going to run in college. So, and the rest of the team, there's about 50 kids on these teams. So, they all the way through. They had a ton of them. And, uh, you know, congratulations to everybody who made the uh, New Hampshire Coaches Association uh, all-state teams. One fallacy. Everybody thinks the NHIA does those teams. They do not. They have nothing to do with them. They don't sponsor them. They don't. Uh, sanction them, they don't do anything. It's all the coaches' associations. So they all get together after the season and they vote. And that's usually after the regular season. Sometimes they do it after the tournament season. So there's your all-state teams. Tomorrow we will examine the three football division championships that will be right here on ESPN New Hampshire Saturday beginning at 11 a.m. with Pete Terrier on your play-by-play while Anastas goes on the road. He'll be away. So, Terrier has the duties this weekend. So, there you go. Those are your notes. All right. I got a couple of notes yep. for you. Number one, you're not going to believe this, Tom King. I believe anything. But Donald Trump appeared in the Tenth Circuit Court in Derry Tuesday morning on a marijuana possession charge. Uh-oh. Donald Trump. Uh-oh. How old is he, 15? When Mexico sends its people. <laughs> no, uh... It's actually a 61-year-old man from Easton, New Hampshire, whose name was Gary Shipko until January of 2013 when he legally he changed, changed his name Donald Trump? to Donald Trump. Are or you I guess now me? President Trump. You know, that too. Donald Trump. 
Uh, Judge Lucinda V. Sadler jokingly congratulated Trump for winning the presidency oh last week. Oh, my God. Shipko slash Trump pled guilty Tuesday to Class B misdemeanor charges of possession of a controlled drug on October 19th. Londonderry police arrested him at the Manchester-Boston Regional Airport at 6.30 a.m. after Transportation Security Administration agents found a Ziploc bag containing a, quote, suspicious green vegetative uh, vegetative substance. And now they're beating us economically. They are not our friend. Believe you, me. You gotta watch out for those Ziploc, the stuff in those Ziploc bags. You yeah. know what I mean? This was in his carry-on. Everybody knows, Donald Trump, that if you're gonna bring weed on a plane, you put it in your suitcase. That is day one stuff. Come on. And I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. Shipko oh claimed he was in the process <laughs> of getting a medicinal marijuana card, but it's up for debate whether that was legit we don't know that to be a fact. It can happen. Shipko said he was on as many as nine prescription medications oh to manage God. his symptoms before turning to marijuana, a drug that he would like to see legalized for recreational Look, use let me tell you something. at the federal level. And it only something. makes let me common tell you something sense. Right now. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to ask you this. Okay. And if I have to do it legally, I will. All right. If the day comes mm -hmm. when I'm on nine prescriptions, when I'm on even more than two, Eight billion seven hundred and thirty-seven exactly. million five hundred forty-thousand, or that many. Right. All right. Just uh, nine billion two hundred and forty million dollars. Just end my existence, okay? Yeah. Put me down. Okay. All right. I'll do, I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign it away. I'll sign it away. I'll sign my life away, literally. Okay. All right. What if you could have all that be cured? Just by smoking a little, smoking a few doobies. Yeah, well, I don't You'd care. rather be put down than smoke weed? No, no, no. But, I mean, well, I'd get off the medications. Then you wouldn't be able to do it. No. But, see, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I can't imagine. I mean, look, and, and, and in all seriousness, there are a lot of people who take a lot of prescription meds. They're sending people and I, that have I, lots I, of I problems. I feel bad for a lot of them because, mm -hmm. A, they have to do it. And if one of them is off, it might throw anything that they have wrong with them off. True. And all the side, the, the, the side effects, the, the the potential side effects, and everything else, and mm. all the and the amount of money involved, and everything else. I feel sorry for a lot of people who have to do that. I'm so, really rich. So if the day comes that I have to be on stuff like that, yeah, just just shoot me, okay? okay. Just end it. You got it. Okay, thank you. Make sure I, we can speed that process along. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um. <laughs> Shipko said that he'd like to see uh, marijuana legalized for recreational use at the federal level. The first thing Donald President-elect asked me a while ago, what do you think is the asked first him? thing on the agenda? And I said legalizing marijuana in all 50 states, Shipko said. Use that money, put it towards the national deficit. Guy's got a point. Yeah, I know. New Hampshire man said he'd spent the last year and a half traveling the country to campaign on Trump's behalf. I was on the road. I did 72,000 miles in a year and a half. I've been to 26 rallies. I met Mike Pence. I know everybody. I know all the campaign guys. He sounds like Trump. <laughs> I Good know, Lord. I know all the best people. What I say is what I say. When Judge so Sadler, he's an insider. He's a Trump and he's a Washington insider. Well, now. he's Donald Trump. He's so, a yeah. Donald Trump insider. When Judge right. Sadler sentenced him to pay three hundred and fifty dollars in fines and eighty-four dollar penalty assessment, Shipko asked if he could instead do community service. I've been on the road with Donald Trump campaigning with no pay. I'm currently on food stamps. I have no way of paying the fine, so I'm asking if I can do community service instead. And you know what? I bet this guy was one of those people that talked about how there's too much welfare going on, and you know everybody, no one's working anymore. 
This guy changes his name, campaigns for a year and a half, is on food stamps. You know? You just know he was one of those people. You just know he was. Shipko has attracted media attention throughout the campaign, including a mention in Harper's Magazine and a profile in the United Kingdom's Telegraph newspaper. I didn't. I must have missed that. Uh, I guess so. Um, <laughs> Trump announced in Manchester at one of the rallies that I'm part of his family and he's going to give me a top position in the White House if we won, Shipko Oh, said. my God. This guy is really whacked. He calls me his general and I will oh, be put in what? charge of something, but I don't know what yet. <laughs> In the event that Chipko it's, is not offered a cabinet position, he has a backup plan. Quote, if he doesn't get me a job, I know a lot of people, he said. I'm pretty talented in graphics, design, humor, comedy, everything. He's definitely oh, good he's in definitely comedy. Oh, he's definitely going to get the humor and the comedy. So yeah, something's going to come all out of all of this. I just don't know what yet. And I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. Oh, my Lord. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> No. Oh, this guy's more delusional than I am. I think I know the uh. perfect job for him. Ambassador to China. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's I think we found the he's uh, get that. perfect job for Donald Trump. Oh, he's got to get that. He's got to. Okay. He's got to. I think he should. And finally, uh, police in Rye, New Hampshire, are crediting a neighbor's tip after they busted an underage party at a local mansion that's up for sale just before 11 p.m. on November 5th. Neighbor called police after hearing noise coming from a 5,800-square-foot home, which is on the market right now for $1.2 million. Uh, I didn't know they had – is Rye is Rye considered a – Yeah, Rye's an okay. upscale a little bit. Neighbor yeah. went to the Love Lane house. Love Lane house. Lane house. Love Lane. To stop teens from trying to leave their cars. You know what, Narc? You already <laughs> called the police. <laughs> what, are you blocking the cars now? You know, you're not a cop, buddy. Just, you know, slow your roll. Citizens are ass. Citizens are ass. Yeah, exactly. Nine <laughs> teens were caught, but police said twice that many escaped in the nearby woods. Police said the teenagers used Snapchat to warn each oh, other of God. the officer's arrival. That's smart. Most of the teens taken into protective custody were 16 and 17. They'll face criminal trespass charges as juveniles in Portsmouth Circuit Court. Although many alcohol bottles were left behind, the mansion was not damaged. Not bad. You know, pretty polite overall. Kids were in there just drinking, having fun. Trying to, you know, cop a feel or whatever. They weren't damaging the house. They weren't going all Johnny Manziel on it and smearing their poo on the wall and stuff. I mean, you know, it wasn't that bad, right? That's true. That's true. Jeez. But the potential was there. And who is this neighbor? All right, you call the cops, fine. There's kids there. Well, wait a minute. Now, hold, now, hold now you're blocking the car. Like, get the bleep out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, blocking the cars with his body. car? With his car? I think with his body. Oh, please. He was out there ways trying to stop people from leaving. Oh, for crying out loud. You know? And everybody ran into the woods, which is standard operating procedure when there's a party in the suburbs. If the police come, you'd you run, run out the window the and you go into the woods. Right, exactly. And then they search every outhouse, back house, front house, over house, all those houses to try and find you. That's or at least point. that's what it feels like. It feels like you're Harrison Ford and the Fugitive and Tommy Lee Jones is chasing you down. And then you come to that dramatic scene where you jump through the storm pipe and you I fall have into dreams. The I have dreams about that. About being about chased, being by, chased Tommy Lee Jones? By, by people, yes. Yes, I, I do. What, what people? I, I don't know. Any specific people? Well, I, I'm back in is my home. Is it Nick and Astis dressed like little Bo Peep? I'm back. No, 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 he's not. And he's not the one chasing me. Okay. And you aren't either. Good. I don't know who's chasing me, but I'm, I'm in Albany, in my hometown, in my home, my home yard, and I'm climbing like all the fences and going from neighborhood to neighborhood to street to street to street through back. While a gang of through anonymous toughs chase you around? Yeah, I, I don't know who's chasing me. Are they like ninjas? I don't know. I, Are I, they? I, I have this every once in a while. I don't know. And Do I'm probably, they have and a now, form or a shape? No, Are they men? I, Are they women? Where no, they, they the, the whole dream about, is about me getting away. Okay. And, 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 and you never look back to see if they're gaining on you or anything like that? No. 
I, I, I don't remember, you Interesting. know? I know it. And I'll probably have it again tonight. So if I have it again tonight, I'll update you tomorrow. Okay. I'll tell you if I get caught. No, just remember in your dream to look back and see what they look like. Oh, all right, I will. I'll try. See, see what it is that you're running from. Because okay. clearly this is a. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no having. doubt about it. I mean, I'm I'm dropping fences. You're running know. away from your feelings of so- and, about and I, something. And, and I know exactly. You're gonna turn you, around. You're gonna see your mother. And you know? I know exactly <laughs> which yards to go into. Okay, so. good. Yep. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, Christian <laughs> King. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua, on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Meet and get autographs from Red Sox Hall of Famer Wade Boggs, Cy Young winner Chris Carpenter, and many more at the 2016 Granite State Baseball Dinner, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. It's Saturday, November 19th at the Radisson Hotel in Manchester. The event begins at 5 and includes an autograph session, dinner, raffles, and more. Proceeds benefit the Children's Hospital at Dartmouth-Hitchcock, the Ted Williams Museum, and the Fisher Cats Foundation. For tickets, visit nhfishercats.com. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bardis Law. Bardis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. Harvey Wanda, I'm Crescenthal. Here's my forecast on this Thursday. Things are looking pretty good. High pressure building in is our friend. With sunshine and blue sky today, it'll be in the mid-50s. Overnight, clear, chilly, near freezing. And for tomorrow, partly sunny and nice. Mid-50s to near 60, perhaps. Saturday, a sunny start, increasing clouds. The 50s may be a late shower. Sunday, variable clouds, windy, much colder. Temperatures only in the low 40s. For weather, please check out my webpage at weatherblast.com. Forecast being brought to you by Infinity Car Wash, located on 2nd Street in Manchester, New Hampshire. For ESPN New Hampshire, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3, or I'll say refresh his mind on, these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away, don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. We see it in the news. Obesity is an epidemic in our country. So be active and exercise with your kids and keep them healthy and fit. This message is brought to you by NAFERD, New Hampshire Association for Health, Physical Education, Recreation, and Dance. This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM Manchester, WGHM Nashua. Tom King. I work for a living, and I mean real 